Meet Jasper. It was while I was with those poor wounded soldiers that I first understood, Michael, that when all said and done, it's what we all want and need most, to love and to be loved. Perhaps you're wondering by now why I'm telling you all this, rambling on as I am, what all this has to do with you. Well, I'm coming to that. We nurses didn't get much time off duty, but when we did, we'd walk into Poperang and stroll around the town. It was somewhere to go. There wasn't much else to do, and it was just a blessed relief for us to be away from the hospital for a few hours at least. That was when I first saw him. He was sitting outside a cafe in the sunshine with some of his pals, smoking a cigarette, having a drink. One of them called us over to join them. So we did. There were five or six soldier boys sitting there and all of them keen to get to know us. You've got to remember there were hundreds of them out there, thousands, and hardly any girls from home. So we nurses were always rather popular wherever we went. I noticed him first, of course. There weren't many black soldiers in the army. Very few, in fact. But it wasn't just because he was black. He was the silent one, the only shy one there. The others were cheeky and cheerful, full of themselves, all banter and bravado. Not him. I liked him at once, liked his quietness. I felt easy with him. That's why... When we accepted their invitation to sit down with him at the cafe table, I turned to talk to him. He also happened to be the handsomest man I've ever set eyes on. As it turned out, he didn't have much to say for himself. I thought he wasn't interested in me. But when, an hour or so later, we got up to go, he stood up and held out his hand. When I took it, It was suddenly as if there was no one there but us. No one in the whole world but us. He said, I hope we'll meet again, miss. I hope so too, I replied. I'll come back here when I can. If you will, he said. I will, I told him. That first meeting had the strangest effect on me. After it, I seemed able to bear my nursing work in the hospital so much better. I felt somehow as if I was floating above it, above all the pain and suffering of those young men that I had a newfound strength to deal with, that I was passing this strength on to them. Just the thought of my soldier boy in the cafe kept me going. I still didn't even know his name. I lived for my few hours of leave. Every week, I'd walk the couple of miles into Poperang, to the cafe where we had met, and where I was quite sure we would meet again. Even as the months passed and he didn't come, I never doubted for one moment that he'd be there one day. I'd sit outside the cafe at the same table, drink tea and write another letter to Mary and wait 
and watch the people go by. When he didn't come, and he didn't come, I was disappointed. Of course I was. But I never despaired. One day soon he would turn up and I would be waiting. On that I fixed all my hope. It soon got round the hospital. I'd been seen sitting at the cafe again and again and again. My nursing friends knew what I was up to without having to ask. But they did ask, of course. And I told them. I had nothing to hide. I didn't want to hide it. Every one of them had something to say about it. They'd come along sometimes and sit with me and wait. And of course they teased me. Some of them said I shouldn't be mixing with that sort. I ignored them. Others, the kinder ones, and that was most of them, tried to warn me, kept telling me I mustn't get my hopes up too much, that as like as not, he'd have forgotten all about me by now. That's if he hadn't already been posted further away down the line. But one or two of my best friends did voice the only real fear I had, that the worst had happened, that he'd been killed. Mary wrote me saying, You should be sensible, Martha, and put your thinking cap on, and not lose your head over the first man you ever meet. For goodness sake, girl, you don't even know his name. And I must say this, Martha, and I don't like saying it, from what you've told me about him in your letters, He is different from us, isn't he? I still have that letter. I kept all Mary's letters. Despite everything everyone said, everything Mary wrote, I held him in my head and my heart for all those months and kept going back and back to the cafe whenever I could get a leave pass to get into town, which wasn't often. There were always too many casualties to look after, so that we were sometimes on duty seven days a week, week in, week out. And always the guns growled and thundered in the distance. And at night, the flares went up in the horizon, reminding me that my soldier boy was out there somewhere, alive or dead. I didn't know. I willed him safe. He would come back to me. He had to. So you can imagine that I was over the moon with joy and relief when I walked into the village square one sunny Sunday morning during a lull in the fighting and found him sitting there at our table at the cafe tucking into a huge plate of egg and chips. At his feet I noticed there was a small white dog with black eyes gazing up longingly at each chip as it disappeared into his mouth. I stood there, watching them both for a while before my soldier boy looked up and saw me. He stood up in a hurry, wiping his mouth with the back of his hand. I've been hoping you'd come, he said. What kept you? I said. The war, I suppose. But it's quieter now. They gave us a few days' leave. Some of the lads went home. Most of them. I came back instead to see you. I've been sitting here, waiting for you to come, 
This is my third plate of egg and chips. Still, I'm not complaining. When I'm in the trenches, I dream of egg and chips. And a hot bath. And a beer, he added, laughing. He laughed easily. Everything about him was so easy, so natural. The dog was jumping up, pawing at his leg. All right, boy, all right. I think he wants to be introduced. I'm Martha, I told him. Meet Jasper, he said. He's a German dog, really. Came over from the other side of no man's land a couple of weeks ago. Just strolled across and jumped down into our trenches. They were shouting out after him. Come and see Zurich, Jasper. Come back, Jasper, that is. Come and see Zurich. But we whistled him over and he just kept on coming. He's our company dog now. Something like a Jack Russell Terrier, isn't he? We adopted him and he's adopted us. I look after him. He likes to go where I go. Seems like he likes our Tommy chips better than he likes their Fritz sausages. Don't you, Jasper? Jasper.